the Holy Spirit as sound wisdom. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joseph Helen coming to you with another episode on this series of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit as wisdom and specifically sound wisdom. There are different types of wisdom. And in the last episode, I talked about the Holy Spirit as the one that gives you wisdom for war, wisdom for things that have to do with ethics and spirituality, wisdom for administration, for accounting, for planning, for witty inventions, and things like that. Now, I want to talk to you about the Spirit of God being our sound wisdom. Okay, I'm going to be talking about seven different types of wisdom, this being the second one, in this series on the Holy Spirit. I promise to teach you everything that the Spirit of God is from Genesis all the way to Revelation. And these are some of the things we're bringing up. Now, in the book of uh, Isaiah 11 verse 2, we talk about the seven spirits of God. And I mentioned that in the last episode. The seven spirits of God, you know, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of um, understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge, you know, the fear of the Lord. Seven spirits of God. So the seven ways the spirit of God manifests when he deals with anyone that is called by the holy calling of God. Jesus had the seven spirits. So that's why the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 11 verse 2 that he would have the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord shall come upon him. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of, of counsel. The spirit of might. The spirit of knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. But the same spirit has different types of wisdom that he gives to his people for their success and for their prosperity and for the expansion, not only the expansion for the establishment and the expansion of the kingdom of God. So here is sound wisdom. I'm going to take you straight to scriptures. Now the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 3 verse 21, My son, let not them depart from your rise. That means... Let not the word of God depart from your eyes. Keep focusing your eyes on the word of God. That means read it over and over, over and over and over and over again. Clock the hours that will enable you to have expert knowledge of the word of God. Don't take it lightly. Take the word of God more seriously than you do your career. Take the word of God more seriously than you do anything else because the word of God is life. Anyone who finds it finds life. So whatever gives you life is one thing that you should sell anything to acquire. You see, the Bible talks about the pearl of great price that, if, that when someone found, he sold everything and went and bought the piece of land that had the pearl of great price. Now you ought to do the same thing with the things of God. This is where you ought to spend your fortune in the word of God because it's forever established. It is forever. It's for eternity. So the Bible says, my son, do not let the word of God depart from your eyes. The Bible says, keep sound wisdom and discretion. So sound wisdom is to Shia. To Shia. That is T-U-S-H-I-Y-A-H. T-U-S-H-I-Y-A-H. 
H. This is a Hebrew word. Now, I've mentioned to you before that the reason I use Hebrew words is because the English language is limited when it comes to spirituality. Because the English word just says sound wisdom. That's why I said the Holy Spirit has a sound wisdom. But this sound wisdom is to shear. And to shear means to have sound knowledge and to have success, to have sound or efficient wisdom. To shear gives you sound knowledge as in your sound in every single thing you do, your sober and sound, and it gives you success in practically every single thing that you do, and it also gives you sound or efficient wisdom. You become efficient in the things you do. There's no lethargy around you and laziness. You're efficient. You move quickly. If somebody gives you work to do, you do it within the stipulated time. If somebody gives you an assignment, they'll not have to remind you about it. You will be doing your assignment within the stipulated time. You're efficient. You don't waste time. You keep time and you save everybody time. That is called Tashir. And then it's also abiding success. There are certain people who succeed, but their success doesn't last. So Tashir gives you abiding success. So... If you use to share wisdom in your marriage, then that marriage will abide. If you use to share wisdom in your business, that business will abide. If you use it in your physical health, your physical health will abide. This is called abiding success. It brings efficiency and it gives you something that abides. It's called sound wisdom. So the Bible says, my son, let not them depart from your eyes. Keep to sheer or sound wisdom and discretion. Very important. Discretion is really the ability to devise things, the ability to plot something, the ability to come up with something new. All right? So that's what the Bible calls discretion. Okay? Mezima in Hebrew. Mezima. Okay? Its purpose is discretion. It's a device. It's a plot. Okay, it's a plot, something that you do with sagacity, with tremendous wisdom. Okay, a device, an intent, something that you can invent in a witty way. You understand? In a negative way, it could be to be mischievous or streetwise. So the Bible says, keep sound wisdom, keep to sheer, which is the wisdom I'm dealing with today, sound wisdom, and discretion. Keep them. How do you keep them? When you read the Word of God, make sure the Word of God richly dwells in your heart. That's found in Colossians 3 verse 16. Let the Word of God richly dwell in you, speaking to each other in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father in everything, in the name of Jesus Christ, and submitting one to another in love, or in the fear of the Lord. So, the word of God must dwell in you richly. That's how you get the wisdom of God. The word of God is the wisdom of God. And when you read the word of God and you depend on the Holy Spirit to reveal it, that word that the Spirit of God reveals to you is called Rema, or the spoken word for a specific purpose, for a specific person, for a specific intent. That is called Rema. It is the word that will deal with your specific need at a specific time in a specific way. That is Rema. The The entire word of God is called Logos. Now, Logos is God's entire wisdom, which is beyond understanding. It's past finding out. But when God wants to deal with you, he breaks it down and gives you the specific one. For example, if you had a loaf of bread, you'd call that Logos because you cannot just take 
an entire loaf and eat it all at once. But if you take a slice of it and begin eating the slice, that is called rema because it's for a specific purpose at a specific time for a specific, a specific intent and for a specific person. So the specificity of the word of God and the fact that it is given for a specific person is what makes it rema. So when you read the word of God and you depend on the spirit of God, say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what this word is. And then you begin to talk in tongues because the one who talks in tongues talks mysteries. In other words, you unravel mysteries. When you speak in tongues, things that were a mystery or secret become apparent to you. Decode the things that were encoded in the spiritual realm and they become easy and clear to you. So read the word and talk in tongues and then you'll have the wisdom of God. And this wisdom of God is what we are now categorizing as to share today or sound wisdom. Okay, let me just take you through it again. This is wisdom that gives you sound knowledge in any area of life or in an area where you have specific interest, you'll have sound knowledge and you'll be successful. You will be efficient and your wisdom or your success will be abiding. It's not something that comes and goes. A lot of people go to preachers and then you're prayed for and then your problem goes away and then a few weeks later the problem is back. That's not abiding. It's because you don't have sound wisdom. Now, how do we get the wisdom of God? You were given the wisdom of God, all types of wisdom, the day you got saved. Your work is now to feed your spirit with the word of God so that your spirit can activate the wisdom. One other thing is that the things of God are known through knowledge. Actually, let me put it in a better way. The things of God are appropriated through knowledge. You get them, you activate them by knowing. The things of the devil are done through ignorance. The devil likes to take advantage of ignorance. That's why the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't know, the devil will destroy you. If you don't know, you're telling the devil, you can destroy me because he destroys ignorant people. But the moment you know you are delivered, it's through knowledge that the just are delivered. Through knowledge, the just are delivered. You see, the Bible says, through knowledge, you are delivered. The grace and peace is multiplied in your life through knowledge. So if you want grace, which has got several ability to work, if you want God to work in you mightily, then it comes through knowledge. Okay, if you want peace, peace comes through knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, the devil will bring turmoil in your life. So Teshia enables you to have abiding success, sound and efficient wisdom. And sound knowledge as well, okay? The ability to undertake some intellectual purpose, that is to share, okay? Getting into an, into an enterprise, something substantial, a working that is substantial, that's what we call to share. Now, you may say, okay, how do I get this specific to share wisdom? By listening to this podcast, it's already activated in you. Remember, I told you the things of God come through knowing. When somebody preaches it to you, it's no longer logos. It becomes rema. So what I'm telling you right now is rema because it's very specific. It is wisdom for being efficient, wisdom for success, wisdom that abides, that is never taken away from you. So if you want your things to abide so that your business doesn't rise and fall, so that your marriage doesn't rise and fall, so that your physical health doesn't rise and fall, so that your finances don't rise and fall, then to share wisdom is what you need. And now that I'm giving you the Rema word, it's activated in your life in the mighty name.
of Jesus. So my son, let not them depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. And I already mentioned to you that discretion here is the ability to devise something or to plot something, to purpose something, okay? So that's what discretion here, mezima, okay? I know discretion has many other meanings in the English language. In fact, just very quickly, if I were to just read out for you in the offline English dictionary, if I were to read for you what their definition of discretion is, it would be completely different from the definition of the Bible, yeah? So discretion in the the English dictionary here is freedom to act or judge on one's own. Freedom to act or judge on one's own. It's still wisdom, by the way, okay? But the one we're talking about in the Bible is the ability to plot, to devise, okay? The ability to come up with something that is new, something that is beautiful. The ability to plot, the ability to devise something, the ability to purpose something. It's a machination, okay? A plan. Having a plan that is sagacious, okay? That is what we call discretion in the Bible. So you see, there's a big difference. So if your understanding is just the ability to make judgment, sound judgment in an, any given matter, then that's a bit on the narrow side, yeah? The ability or freedom to act or judge on one's own. Yeah, that's, it's like do that at your own discretion. You have discretion to do this or to do that. Yeah, acting based on your own judgment. But here we are talking about a very specific thing, to devise something, to plot something in a sagacious manner, in a manner that is wise, in a manner that is wowing, to be witty, to have intentional, witty invention, okay, or thoughts. All right. I hope that makes sense. So the more you're understanding these things, the more they're activated in you because this kind of wisdom comes through knowledge of the Word of God and the activation of the same. Let me continue reading Proverbs chapter 3 and now I'm going to verse 22. And the Bible says, So shall your life, so shall they be life unto your soul. So wisdom and discretion, the ability to have abiding success, the ability to have sound wisdom, the ability to be sagacious, the ability to plot and invent things and to devise them. The Bible says, they shall be life unto your soul and they shall be grace to your neck. Why do we talk about grace being something that is around your neck? It's because... You see, in the Bible, the neck is the place that determines your authority, your ranking, and your power. Let's take, for, uh, for example, when one runs in a race, let's say the Olympics, one of the ways you get to know that somebody won the Olympics is when you see what dangles from their neck. It's called a medal. It is always placed on somebody's neck. You see, the gold medal is always worn on the neck like a necklace and the silver medal and the bronze medal so anytime people are being given medals it's either put on your shoulder if you're a soldier on your lapel or it dangles on your neck so the bible says it shall be grace to your neck so grace is a promotion and this particular grace is the one that gives you favor elegance acceptance and charm do you see that the the grace that gives you favor, that means wherever you go, people just favor you. Of course, not everybody will, but I'm talking about the right people that God has placed strategically to help you with the affairs of life. So there'll be favor, 
that there'll be elegance. You'd be a person of elegance. People love elegant things. They love elegant dressing. You know, an elegant setting of a hotel room or a restaurant or an elegant living room. People love elegant things. Things that look elegant. They help with business and they help with success. And then acceptance. You want to be accepted. You see? So the Bible says elegance favor, acceptance will be what decorates you and gives you a ranking in the society. It will be grace to your neck. So you say, I have sound wisdom. I'm able to operate in a way that brings abiding success. I am a successful person. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to talk. I have sound knowledge. I'm efficient in every single thing I do. Okay? And then you also say, I have discretion yeah discretion i purpose and devise and plot things you know i'm sagacious in the things that i devise yeah i'm intently witty in the things that i do in the mighty name of jesus so when you know you activate when you say you're appropriate are you getting the difference when you know something it's activated when you say that thing you appropriate it so when you know that jesus is your lord and savior faith comes when you confess with your mouth you appropriate the salvation itself you become saved so believing is not enough you have to confess now having confessed you must live by your confession so if you say i'm a successful person then start acting and walking around and talking like a successful person. You cannot say you're successful one day and the next day, oh, I failed, oh, I'm a failure. You see, you are as good as your last words. You are as good as your last words. The Bible says a righteous person shall not be saved on the day they choose to be evil. If you are righteous and then you decided to forget about righteousness, forget about Jesus and just decide to be evil, 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 the Bible says your righteousness will save you. The Bible also says if you are evil and then you stop the evil and start being righteous, your evil will not condemn you or damn you. Do you see that? So you're as good as your last words, all right? So make sure that you're speaking the words of wisdom and don't cancel those words with negative ones especially when things start appearing difficult when things become hard sometimes people become negative they think oh let me talk what is happening to me no don't talk what's happening to you talk what the bible says about your situation and that's wisdom okay all right now let me carry on i want to take you to another scripture yeah this this is quite a a long topic but i want to uh, do justice to it. So if you go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 28, verse 24, the Bible talks about a farmer here. Now, to do farming, agronomy, agriculture successfully, you need to share wisdom. You need this sound wisdom. And this sound wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit. So the day you got saved, the Spirit of God entered you with all the different types of wisdom that you need. But you must know the rema of that wisdom, the specific definition of it. Having known that, it gets activated in your spirit. And when you start speaking it, confessing it with your lips, you appropriate it. It becomes a reality in your life. It becomes material in your life. And then when you act like it, it becomes your day-to-day success. So in Isaiah 28 verse 24, the Bible says, Does he who plows for sowing plow all the time? Now, that's a question asked by somebody who has Toshia wisdom. Okay, now you understand why I use the Hebrew words, because there's no appropriate English word. There's no one word that can just give you the interpretation of the Hebrew word Toshia. 
There are so many words that interpret them. If you have to use a lot of words to interpret something, it means that your language is weak in that particular area. If you have to only use one word to define something, it means your language is powerful and strong in that particular area. So in this matter, the English language seems to be weak, okay? But we thank God for it because it's our lingua franca. It's a language we use to communicate and to do business and trade widely as the English-speaking countries or English-speaking people. So does he who plows for sowing plow all the time? Good question by a Toshia person. Does he keep on breaking up and harrowing his field? Good question. When he has leveled its surface, he scatters caraway and sows cumin, doesn't he? So what wisdom is this that makes somebody fast? dig up the ground. Don't think these things are automatic. No. It takes the wisdom of God. To shear is what makes a farmer dig up fallow ground. To shear is what makes a farmer level the surface of that ground. To shear is what makes such a farmer scatter caraway. He does not bury caraway under the ground. Instead, he just scatters it on the face of the of the soil that he has leveled. That is called to sheer wisdom. And the Bible says, cumin, on the other hand, is sowed. So, or sown, if you want to say it that way. So, this farmer scatters caraway, but this same farmer opens up the ground and then at a certain depth into the soil, he sows cumin. That knowledge is called to sheer wisdom, to be specific with seeds like that. He plants wheat in rows. He doesn't scatter them. Instead, he plants them in rows. So wheat is planted in rows. Barley is planted in its designated place and feed for livestock around its borders, doesn't he? So this farmer, having scattered caraway, having sown cumin, having planted wheat in rows, and having put barley in its designated place, he then borders his farm using livestock feed. That knowledge is what we call tashia knowledge. As I'm speaking to you right now, you can see certain areas where you're good. You know how to paint. You just know how to draw. You can draw a straight line. That's called tashia wisdom. But if you don't know that it comes from God, then you can only use it to the extent that the world allows. If you know that this wisdom comes from God, then it will benefit you in a supernatural manner and it will produce in your life eternal benefits. Okay. Now, and the Bible says his God instructs him regarding the correct way, directing him how to plant. So God will instruct you regarding the correct way. He will also direct you how to handle your marriage, your finances, your health, your business, your ministry, your calling, your children, name it. God instructs you. But he uses the spirit of wisdom, and this is called the spirit of sound wisdom. So if you make a confession that you have sound wisdom, then these are the things that will happen to you. Now, verse 27 says, For caraway is not threshed with a sharp sledge. So you don't thresh caraway. Nor is a cart wheel rolled over cumin. Instead, caraway is winnowed with a stick and cumin with a rod. So you hit cumin with a rod, but caraway is winnowed with a stick okay now if you don't know what caraway is please look it up you can go to google and you'll find including the picture of caraway all right so god is telling this farmer that if you have corn for example there is a specific way to shell this 
the seeds out of the ear of corn. There's a way to do it. You cannot grind the whole thing. You have to remove the cob, separate the cob from the seeds. That's called to share wisdom. And that will also help you sort out your life. There's certain things you separate from other things. So when you have to share wisdom, you'll find your life organized and you'll know what to do with practically every single thing. So verse 28 says um, that cumin must be ground. One cannot keep threshing it forever. You have to grind it using some machine of sort. Those days they used to use a stone, a mortar of sort, a stone on top of another stone, and in between you'd put the seed and you grind it to fine powder. So even if he drives his cart and horses over it, he cannot crush it. That cumin cannot be crushed even if you try to use a horse or, or your cart over it. Verse 29 is very significant because verse 29 talks about to share. The Bible says this insight, this ability to know what to do concerning your business, concerning your marriage, concerning your finances, concerning your physical health, this ability to know what to do concerning your society, concerning your calling, concerning the things that you go through in life is the Bible says it comes from the Lord of the heavenly armies, of the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sebaot, the Lord of hosts. That means it's the Lord that operates by use of angelic ministry. And the Bible says he's distinguished in practical advice. He's distinguished in practical advice and is magnificent into sheer sound wisdom. He's magnificent into sheer. So he uses practical advice and to sheer to teach you about your career because farming is a career. Yours could be nursing. Another person career could be engineering, another one could be singing, another one could be preaching, another one could be cooking, another one could be transport, you could be the uh, captain of an aeroplane or of a train, you could be a bus driver, you could be a constructor, a mason, somebody who uses stones to create buildings for us. You see, God wants to instruct you concerning the things you do. And this is the first step of those instructions. I'm talking about to share wisdom. It is activated in you. It is alive in you. It is going to work in you. It's going to bless you. It's going to transform your life. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to me. I appreciate you and I value your time. And that's the reason why I'm giving you these nuggets of wisdom to help you succeed in life. If this message has blessed your heart, if this message is working for you, if this message has touched you, please subscribe to this podcast and then share it widely with your friends so that they may be blessed as well. Apart from that, favorite the podcast so that we can see those stars. They help us because in social media, which is where we post these things, people tend to follow what they see a lot of people following. So you can help us get more people interested in this truth because the more people get to know this truth, the more help will be out there in the world because people are really suffering, people are having it rough, but the Lord has given us the way out. Apart from that, if you'd like to support this ministry with your finances, we'd be so grateful. And I will personally get in touch with you to say thank you and to pray for you. Remember, your giving makes you blessed. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So you can give through World Remit or you can give through M-Pesa if you're in East Africa to the number plus 254-722-735921. Plus two five four seven two two seven three five nine two one, or you can do PayPal, josephhelen at gmail dot com. You can do PayPal, josephhelen at gmail dot com. I love you guys so very much. I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. My name is Joseph Helen. Bye bye.